Oregon voters overwhelmingly approved Measure 110, decriminalizing small amounts of heroin and other street drugs. But what does this mean for the broader war on drugs? I'm Andrew Thien, and this is Beat Check with the Oregonian. On this bonus episode, the Oregonian and Oregon Live's Noel Crombie talks about Measure 110, how this isn't the first time the state took a historic step on drug reform, how the legislature is reacting, and why the pioneering vote is creating waves around the country and beyond. Here's our conversation. Noel Crombie, thanks so much for taking time to talk today. Thanks for having me. So uh, a busy election day in Oregon and nationally things are still in flux. But, you know, here in Oregon, uh, Measure 110 is, is really kind of a, uh, a hugely significant measure that was approved by voters in an overwhelming manner. Um, I'm hoping you can help us understand what exactly voters signed up for and, and where we go from here. Just to start, uh, Oregon made history this week uh, in this movement to reconsider the war on drugs. The the state became the first to decriminalize small amounts of street drugs. We're talking about heroin and meth, Mm -hmm. uh, cocaine. Uh, And and the the measure does a couple of really key things. Uh, First, it decriminalizes small amounts of of those drugs. Um, It also... um, uh, reduces uh, criminal penalties for possession of larger amounts of those drugs. Uh, so uh, what was a felony uh, is now a misdemeanor. Um, previously, what what was a um, uh, you know a misdemeanor drug possession is now a violation, which is the same as a traffic ticket. So those are two of the things that the law that the law will do. And the third is it redirects. Uh, tax revenue generated by marijuana sales toward uh, programs that support treatment and addiction services. That means that um, you know money that now goes to schools and other government programs will now go toward um, a range of things that could include treatment. It doesn't have to include treatment, but it could include treatment. It could be uh, to help um, a county or a nonprofit uh, lease space for transitional housing. It could be um, to help support um, a peer support uh, network or program. Uh, the the idea being that the local jurisdiction or local organizations are in the best position to know what their communities need and how to respond uh, to the local community. And so they will seek these funds uh, through this kind of new panel that will be established um, under OHA. Uh, the panel will assess um, the these applications, and then we'll begin to disperse this money. Um, the idea is at, at some point uh, next year. Uh, what's the national reaction then to Oregonians uh, approving this measure? Yeah, this is a national news story. Uh, Oregon is essentially a pioneer on this front uh, in the country. Um, and uh, yeah, I've gotten a lot of inquiries uh, from around the country, from news organizations, even internationally, uh, from people who uh, want to know, you know what is it that the measure does, uh, when, why, uh, you know, why why Oregon? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that the, the interest is really high in this story. 
You know, why, why Oregon? That is a good question, right? I mean, we, uh, you know, there's 50 states, uh, it could be anywhere, but um, why, why did this happen here? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really, uh, you know, it's a really good question. And, you know, I can only speculate. I, I you know, there are a couple of, uh, of ideas. Uh, first, um, hard to uh, underestimate the the campaign that um, that was uh, launched to support this measure. It was well funded um, by the Drug Policy Alliance, the same uh, New York based organization that was instrumental in Oregon's 2014 marijuana legalization measure. Uh, they were very organized. Uh, the message uh, that they hammered was a treatment that Oregon has a high uh, addiction rate um, and that that those people are poorly served by the criminal justice system. Um, and the opposition was, you know, there was opposition, but it was um, not well funded at all, and uh, and also seemed to be kind of late late to the game. So I, I would say that just sort of from a campaign, from a political standpoint, that it was just really strong organization, a lot of money, more than four million dollars um, poured into that effort, um, but also. You know, I think that this message of, uh, you know, there's this kind of futility to prosecuting people for small amounts of drugs, only to have them kind of churn through the criminal justice system resonated with, uh, I think, with Oregonians. Um, I think there's this, this, there was, you know, a thought that, you know, the system now is pretty bad. Um, maybe this is a good time to experiment with another way of approaching um, addiction, moving it out of the criminal justice system and into kind of a more treatment-oriented approach. And and also, I mean, I think, uh, look, this got huge support in Multnomah County. Uh, 75% right. of voters here uh, supported it. Um, the state also just, you know, just generally has a long history of progressive laws around marijuana. Uh, you know, it's been, it was the first to decriminalize marijuana. 50 years ago, uh, six years ago, they legalized it outright. Um, so, you know, that's sort of a backdrop. The state has had some experience around loosening laws uh, around uh, drugs, uh, at least in the case of marijuana. Um, and so I, I think those factors um, pl played a role. Now, you mentioned that uh, Oregon is a pioneer, and down in Salem, there's a pioneer statue on top of the whole Capitol building. Uh, you, you spoke to uh, Senate President Peter Courtney, uh, how, how's he handling this uh, this news, and what exactly are uh, lawmakers supposed to do with this pretty overwhelming mandate from voters? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, Senator Courtney um, could not emphasize enough what a big policy shift <laughs> this represents for Oregon. He said it is the largest, the biggest policy. Uh, change uh, since Measure 11, uh, which was, of course, you know, the state's landmark mandatory uh, sentencing laws uh, passed, you know, in '94, um, and so that's that tells you how big a deal this is for for lawmakers, you know, and the the measure now needs to, you know, be turned into legislation, and um, and you know, the senator was saying, you know, they don't really have a blueprint for this. Um, <laughs> they're going to be figuring this out. There are a lot of um, factors to to consider. It, you know how to the financing that uh, financial implications. Also, he had some concerns that the law might, 
you know, not do enough to intervene in people's addiction. And so he wanted to take a lot of testimony uh, around that, uh, you know, have some hearings. He was talking about uh, a joint committee. That's that's the approach that the legislature took uh, after uh, marijuana legalization passed. They formed a, a committee dedicated to um, to to un- rolling out that policy. And so that was kind of the approach that he um, that he was favoring. So, Noel, you're kind of uniquely positioned to talk about this stuff as someone who's uh, reported on marijuana throughout that whole, um, you know, the time before passage and then following up as well as your experience uh, covering the criminal justice system. Can you quantify, you know, is it possible to, to quantify what this will mean for um, for Oregonians who who are kind of tied up in the justice system now with these small time drug charges. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's um, that's a good question. I think these uh, kinds of cases are handled differently from county to county, um, I, and I, I think uh, this brings a more unified um, approach to dealing with small. Uh, small possession cases. Um, you know, the uh, the aim is to um, address the racial disparity in um, in uh, the arrests and convictions of people who are uh, um, accused of drug possession. Um, and so, I, I mean, I I think um, that that's a potential implication. Uh, and and the at least one study by the state um, was that this measure, if passed, would would lead to an estimated 91% drop in convictions um, and would reduce racial disparities. So the result could be significant. Um, You know, on the other hand, I've spoken with uh, prosecutors um, and people who are in the treatment community who are very concerned that this measure doesn't do enough, um, that it strands uh, drug addicts um, and doesn't really provide any kind of meaningful intervention or any of the motivations or incentives that are built into the criminal justice system to stay clean. Um, the the way, if I could just take a minute to just explain yeah. how this is going to work. Um, now, if someone gets, you know, if a police officer catches someone with, uh, you know, the small amount of drugs, they're subject to arrest and, you know, jail and uh, prosecution under the uh, under Measure 110, uh, you know, starting next year. That is, if the law rolls out uh, along the timelines that are uh, spelled out in the measure, uh, people who are caught with drugs will get a ticket similar to what they'd get for a speeding violation. They'll mm-hmm. have a choice within 45 days, pay a fine of 100 bucks or agree to under go substance abuse screening um it's you know a a phone call of about maybe a half hour 45 minutes um where they're screened for substance substance abuse problems and then at the end you know they'll be told about you know treatment services that are available to them whether they pursue those options however is is up to them Uh, it's a really significant change i mean it means people found with small amounts of drugs are no longer going to face arrest. They're not going to go uh, to jail. They're not going to face the prospect of misdemeanor convictions on their record, Mm. which proponents of this measure said, you know, those kinds of uh, convictions or any kind of conviction is really sort of a collateral damage that can make it hard to find jobs and, and, and um, housing. So, you know, it's, um, it's going to be a big change going forward. 
So um, let's let's say fast forward to March of next year, and you know we know someone, and they're pulled over, and they have you know, or let's say they're they're for whatever reason they have a bag of uh, let's choose another drug that's in the Oregon news now, psilocybin, um, on their person. Um, starting next year, they would be. Um, they would not face uh, criminal charges, or does the legislature have to act and set a framework? Yeah, the legislature has to act and set set that set that okay. framework. Um, and the proponents of this uh, measure are hoping that that you know can can uh, roll out um, yeah. according to the timelines that are spelled out. But you know, Senator Courtney. Um, stressed that this is big and complicated and they're not going to rush through this this uh policy that um you know maybe he he didn't he didn't say that there would be delays but he also didn't commit to honoring the the timelines in in the measure he said um that uh it was too early to tell uh that there's a lot to consider here and they're going to be dealing, obviously, with COVID fallout and uh, any number of other budget issues. And this is a body that, um, you know, as it has been uh, plagued by kind of partisan walkouts that have uh, disrupted activity um, in recent years. Yeah, but I think, uh, you know, and, and the Senator made clear, look, he didn't, he said he did not vote for this, but yeah. he understands that, um, you know, voters supported it and they're, and you know, they're going to, this policy will be put into place. It's just a question of, um, of what will it look like? Noel, the Drug Policy Alliance, uh, do they view this as a kind of a test case for a national movement or are those efforts already afoot elsewhere? Yeah, I think they they do view this as um, this is the uh, one uh, victory that they hope um, you know. Or, and I heard this yesterday in my conversations that this is a, an idea that they hope to be able to export to other states, um, and that when when other states see how it looks here, they may be more inclined to to um, to adopt similar similar policies. You know the. Drug Policy Alliance is a is a pretty influential criminal justice and drug policy reform group, and you know they've got a track record. We saw what they did with um, marijuana legalization, and uh, and they were you know obviously successful with this measure. How does this uh, Oregon uh, monumental step fit into the broader uh, war on drugs? Is this is this a uh, a treaty ending that war or just like one act in that play? Uh, you know, I think it's, uh, uh, you know, probably a, you know, a, a first, a first step, a significant first step. Um, and I, I, I think what folks like the drug policy Alliance, uh, would say is this is the beginning of shifting kind of the the paradigm and really um, shifting people's thinking about drug addiction and from from uh, one of you know criminal in nature to one of really um, you know, medical mental health in nature and so in that regard it's it's a pretty it's a pretty great it's a pretty radical uh, uh, idea. Anything else I should have asked you? You know, I mean, I could. I I think one other thing to to add is that, uh, and I don't know if this is significant, but you know, obviously the Drug Policy Alliance supported it, but 
this this effort also got big money from um, Facebook founder and CEO Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, he gave a half a million bucks to it. ACLU uh, of Oregon and also nationally, um, both organizations uh, poured some money into this. Um, John Legend, the singer, he um, also came out and, and supported it um, in the eleventh hour. Uh, and so so it did it did get it was uh, being watched sort of na- nationally. Well, thanks so much for uh, all of your reporting on this and for taking time to talk about it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Beat Check with the Oregonian. If you like the show, please leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It helps others find the show. And please support this podcast and our local journalism with a subscription to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support to find out more. And thank you. We'll be back Monday with a regular episode. Until next time.